good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are on October 3rd, 2020. Um, I'm just recording this little audio blurb before the September 29th recording, uh, episode 12 of the Water Cooler podcast. Uh, it took me a while to edit or post this podcast just because it... I'm not going to edit this audio just because... So much has been going on since we recorded this last uh, podcast on September 29th. You, it feels like the the presidential debates were about a week ago, even though it's only been in reality about three or four days, two two days if if I'm counting correctly. We just found out yesterday that that President Donald Trump and uh, the First Lady Melania Trump has tested positive for COVID nineteen. I am not I I am not the biggest fan of our current sitting president right now. I've just disagreed with nearly every every thing that he has pretty much come come out of his mouth in in the last 4 years. I want I wanted him impeached. I wanted I just want I want him out of office. But when I heard the news about him getting COVID-19, testing positive for it, and he actually has symptoms, he wasn't faking it or trying to use this as a political move, even though he probably is. There's a sort—I it, it, sort of came down to earth a little bit, just because, like, I never want to wish harm on any human being, even though uh, I would never wish harm on my enemies, the people that I hate, even, even if that person is one of probably, I would say the most hated person in our country right now, President Donald Trump, I would never wish ill will on him. I would never wish sickness on him. I wish him a speedy recovery. I hope that with everything that's going on right now with him testing positive for COVID-19, I hope he actually sees that a national mandate for wearing masks is, is the right thing to do. I hope that he, what he is going through right now, I hope he sees what 200,000 or 3 million other American citizens have went through that have survived or 200,000 that have lost their lives due to this deadly disease. I, I just hope that he learns from this. I hate to say it, but karma's a bitch. But sometimes, so, sometimes you, you have to make a few mistakes in order to write a uh, in order to write a few wrongs i'm not sure if i'm saying that correctly but i don't know i like i i'm not this podcast i've never been political on this podcast it's just it, it i don't know it's the uh, the last few days have been just really really rough and like a lot of stress a lot of just drama going on in this country with Black Lives Matter, COVID nineteen, it it's just it's it's just really hard. 
and knowing that I don't know. It's <laughs> I'm going off the top of my head. I'm just yeah. Um anyways, I I I would just like to apologize for the delay of this episode. I feel like it wasn't right for this episode to come out, especially since Cameron and I had like a really good time just kind of like talking about video games and movies. It's just it I, I really hope this year gets better. We don't have much. We don't have. We only have like a couple more months left of it. But please, like a national mandate for wearing masks. Please wear your mask. Please take this virus, this deadly virus, this invisible invisible enemy, seriously. It's it's really hurting a lot of people. Two hundred thousand, in fact, and and it definitely is hurting. The person that sits highest in our land, even though whether I agree with that or not, that he's sitting up there, it's it's still hurting people. And even though if I disagree with them, I would never wish ill will on them at all. But anyways, enough with this somber introduction. Let's move on to the water cooler episode 12. Thank you and enjoy. to the water cooler podcast this is episode 12 it is september 29th 2020 it's a tuesday i believe uh joining me today uh, we have uh, cameron avery again he was on the last he was on the last podcast we had a really good uh discussion uh so i invited you back so welcome back marley (laughs) how are you doing today good um just playing been playing some video games as usual right a little uh some music too in there but mm-hmm. lately it's been more video games right uh well you mentioned music uh we're kind of switching things up on, on on this podcast just a little bit uh normally we would do weekly recommendations at the end but uh we're trying something out a little a little something new uh where we're gonna split up our weekly recommendations into what we've been listening to, what we've been watching, and then what we've been playing. So since you mentioned music, uh, why don't you start off by what you've been listening to? Well, the last thing I added to my album was uh, some UK rap. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a new single by Hetty One, I think his name is. It's called Ain't It Different, featuring Mm -hmm. A.G. Tracy and Stormzy. And the only reason I heard about it was because they sampled a Red Hot Chili Peppers song that I really like mm-hmm. from one of their 1988 album, Mother's Milk. Um, so in effect, I'm listening to Mother's Milk too. Mm-hmm. The song is pretty little ditty. And there's something about UK rappers that I just really like. I really, I'm really into it. 
Mm -hmm. They're definitely a lot more underground than like, well, rap here in in the states have just has gotten. I I don't know. It's just it's become too produced, in my opinion, uh, <laughs> and, and just way too auto tuned. I, like I can barely, like, it's hard for me. Like I can listen to rap caviar on Spotify. Like that's an easy uh, playlist to just kind of just uh, to just queue up. But if it's if it's like an American mm -hmm. rapper, it's a, a, like unless it's Kendrick or Childish Gambino, it's hard for me to listen, especially if it's any of these new guys that, that come into the scene. Mm -hmm. But I can, um, I can see that. Yeah, um, I feel like UK rap is is so much easier to listen to. Mm -hmm. Coming from from our point of view, I think. Yeah, for sure. Well, that um, and uh, like Sean James, who's kind of a bluesy traditional folk kind of really the only other artist that's new in my play in my library mm -hmm. yeah uh but but just uk rap uh do you want to repeat that artist name again so people can heady one heady one the song is called ain't it different okay. i really like it i'll, I'll really have to like check it, it out that's on spotify uh, itunes or yeah, yeah it's on <laughs> I, I use i use itunes yeah uh and of course yeah. the red hot chili peppers i listen What was that? <laughs> oh, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I listen to them every day. Yeah. Who 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 doesn't listen to them every day? Anthony Kiedis. I, a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, I haven't been listening to much lately. Uh, if you listen to the last podcast, you probably uh, figured, like I recommended Hamilton. So I've just been listening to Hamilton like nonstop uh, and just kind of diving diving into just every song and just trying and just listening to it nonstop. And then uh, I've also been listening to uh, I, every Monday, Spotify has a Spotify discovery playlist. And I usually just like listening to that uh, just um, to see what songs like I can discover and stuff like that. I think it's a really good playlist. If you haven't been following that playlist, like it's curated to your account based on like what you listen to. So uh, Spotify has, in the last few years have been really, it's been really difficult to find like new music like on that, uh, on this service. But the discovery playlist has just been, it's it's been good ever since. And I've been a subscriber for like 10 years. So, but yeah, that's, that's what I would recommend. Like if you want something new to listen to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, does, but does Apple Music have anything like that? uh yeah mm -hmm. definitely there's definitely ways to reach out to similar artists yeah uh but uh on the last podcast like i mentioned that i, I watched hamilton did you man manage to watch the one yet no not yet yeah i'm guilty yeah <laughs> you said your roommates were, were were watching it and you're just like oh yeah that's cool <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't too interested. It's kind of harder for me to get drawn into a musical. Mm -hmm. Well, I, th I think what I've been drawn to it, like, so far, and I'm just, like, comp I wouldn't say I'm obsessed with it. Like, I just, I, like, I like it, is that it's not, like, your typical musical. It's It's got influences of, like, hip-hop and R&B and just, I don't know. It's just really unique and just the songs are really catchy, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, 
that's all I've been listening to. Uh, let's move on to what we've been playing. Uh, I think our uh, list would probably be pretty much the same because we've we've both been playing Among Us. You want to talk about that a little bit? Have you? You said you you said you downloaded it the other day. Did you I've, did you get a chance to play it? I played much? a couple of matches with randoms, and okay, I okay, that's cool. I don't Are you miss, having fun. Yeah, I'm having fun, but I can't wait till we get like our group together yeah. because with randoms, it's just not fun. Because uh, yeah, sometimes it's not. It's very rare you get a good group that sticks together and doesn't troll too. You know, right? Uh, which that game is. Com- it's completely. There, there are Discord servers that mm-hmm. um, get people together too. Um, you don't really experience much, as much uh, trollers or griefers. You know, people who leave if they don't get imposter and stuff. But mm-hmm. it's still, it's still a little bit of work to to get a right server and to you know get the get the people together and it's a, it's a little bit more work than just loading into a public lobby. Yeah, uh, it, for yeah, th- I've been playing a lot of that game. Yeah, for those of you that don't know what Among Us is, it's basically a game where you're on a spaceship, and you you basically it's I would say is it six, is it six characters, and then yeah, one imposter or ten? Hmm. You uh, you can do up to ten. You can do up to yeah up to ten players and one person is an imposter and or the two. entire game or uh, most of the ones I've played there's only one imposter. Two. Yeah. Uh, the there, yeah. There's a there's up to one or and two one or two imposters, and throughout the game, like uh, the regular people are doing tasks, and then the imposter is out trying to kill people, and then the, and uh, basically, if if you see a dead body, like the, like the regular characters can call a meeting and see. It's basically like Clue in a way. Like if, if, I know I'm doing a really big bad job of describing it, but it's probably I feel like Among Us and then Fall Guys, they're like the two games that I have played that like, that are community influenced that are just like a joy to uh, pretty much a joy to play, and it's like mm-hmm. and, and also it you if you're playing with friends you'll 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 see who your true friends are. <laughs> and at the, like when you're playing just because a lot of people like to lie and troll and stuff like that but i don't know i've i've been having a pretty good time with randoms and i can't wait to play with a group of friends so yeah it's fun yeah um but yeah um, among us that's uh but what what else have you been playing besides among us um sea of thieves mhm uh the Super Mario 3D All Stars, which I'm, it's, get, it's a little bit hard to get into. The controls are pretty, pretty difficult on a mm-hmm. Switch. And yeah, you know, a little bit of Madden, a little bit of uh, guitar, and a little bit different definition of playing too. <laughs> right. Uh, play a lot of play a lot of Jimi Hendrix stuff. Nice. Uh, but uh, you, you mentioned 3D All Stars, like you, yeah. like the like I've seen the video of that. I've been kind of been. T- I I kind of want to like buy it just because I want to play those games again, even though I can just emulate them. But I the the one weird thing that I noticed. I'm not sure if you played Sunshine yet, is that it still has like GameCube controls. Yep. And it's on Switch. 
it's that seems kind of like a weird i prefer i prefer the sunshine controls over the 64 controls to yeah. be honest just because 64 is so touchy you know mm-hmm. when i loaded up sunshine after playing about an hour or two 64 so much easier right I, the only thing i don't like it or i didn't like getting used to was like switching or like controlling the nozzle or controlling the whatever his name is flood flood yeah, yeah. like like standing still you know and aiming it you know mm-hmm. i got i got it down but when i first started doing it it was it was pretty odd yeah I, I remember playing sunshine when it came out on gamecube and i think it's probably one of my favorite and like most underrated mario games because it's it's not like your typical mario game it's it kind of remind like going back and looking at it it kind of reminds me a little bit more of uh, odyssey Mm-hmm. how it's a, how it's open world and uh and just like the characters you talk to too I, I can definitely see like odyssey like how uh the developers of odyssey probably had influences though they had influences all in all of the mario games but how they definitely pulled from uh sunshine a little bit more uh but but yeah uh you mentioned sea of thieves like you mentioned that on the last pod uh i love that game uh, I, I love actually it so much. I watched a little bit of your stream. That uh, you can actually uh, oh, nice. follow Cameron on on Twitch. Uh, you want to shout out your your Twitch I, handle? Uh, I'm I'm the Scatmaster. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> right. I, I just I just stream to record content. I don't really mind followers. It's cool to have more people watch me. I guess too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but uh, I just love uh, saving my my content. Yeah, um, I don't know. Sea of Thieves looks really cool. Like I didn't really know anything about what it. What were you? What were you watching me doing? Uh, I honestly forget because a lot of stuff was going on. But I don't know. It just seems I like that. It's I don't know. I just like the look of it. I think it's pretty cool. But yeah, uh, it's it's fun. It's a fun game. Yeah. Today I was, uh, Today I stole a uh what was called like an ashen wind skull from somebody mm-hmm. and it it had to have taken them maybe an hour a little over an hour to do mm-hmm. and i just walked up after they finished an event and they were pretty chill with me and i just kind of like went like went this like sickled through their things like they had a ton of loot and i asked them if i could had it have it and they told me no so I walked away with it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I don't know, doing stuff like that. Uh, yeah. It's pretty fun. I just like being a pirate. So. Yep, exactly. Being... <laughs> That's why I was stealing, stealing things, pirating right. from people. Right. Their hard work. <laughs> How evil of you, Cameron. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you know, I only do it because I've had those evil things done to me. Mm-hmm. So in a way, I kind of feel like I'm, it's, I'm, just, I'm playing the game right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's, right. It's it's what the de- developers in- intended. <clears throat> but yeah, so, my bad. So. Uh, but yeah. Um, but it, it, has that been it? Pretty much just Madden, guitar? <laughs> um, I think so. Um, I just got my Switch back, so 
I've been trying to get back into Zelda. Um, I haven't even touched Animal Crossing because I lost all of my save data. That was terrible. That, that, that yeah. you know what? Let's pour one out. <laughs> or for your, for Cameron you know, Island. Like, I was, I was really, I had a bad feeling. I kind of figured I was going to lose the data um, after talking to Nintendo about the repair. Mm-hmm. And um, it turned out when I got it, I was able to re-download all of the save data from all the other games. But I just realized that Animal Crossing had just recently made it compatible with cloud uh, storage in July, the end of July, I think. And my Switch broke down maybe a, a couple months before. That is tragic. So it's all right, but you know I'm in that I'm in a Discord server with a bunch of friends from the Bay Area, and mm-hmm. um, you know I, I know once I start playing the game, they're just gonna give me hordes of stuff that they don't use, and it's just you know lying around. Right. So, well, if you need anything that, too, <laughs> feel feel free to come over. So I haven't touched Animal Crossing in like yeah. I think since your Switch broke. Because we were playing like a lot, like when quarantine first started, because the game came out like right mm-hmm. when Shelter and Home uh, was in place. That was uh, a great month. I'm not gonna lie, the the first month playing that game. Oh my god! I, I always love when a game comes out and everybody has their hands on it and everybody's discovering it for the first time. Right, and Animal Crossing is that perfect game for just discovering. Uh, I kind of got a little bit bored with it. Is because once you kind of do everything in that game, I I kind of feel like it just like, becomes a city planner. Yeah, it's a like a, it's a it's a city planner and just and the city like, planning in that game is a lot more uh, time consuming. Yeah, uh, I I don't think I got to that yet, but I don't know. It just felt oh, like like when I was you need to like after your switch like bricked. I was just kind of checking in like five minutes every day, kind of doing my daily tasks and then just logging off. And I was just like... I think the best part about it is playing with friends and like going to other people's islands for events. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's kind of really the only reason I was still trying to play because I was in that server with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love going to other people's islands and seeing what they had and seeing what they've done and, you know, all that cool stuff. Right. So, since you can't nor since we can't go to other people's houses right now so it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah um so you also said you, you're getting back into zelda like where, where are you at in that so i had defeating all the uh blights they're called right the bosses the uh oh the divine beasts divine beasts i've done all of them except for the uh the one in the sand, the thunder blight. I, I like the camel. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you when you fight the the Ganondorf's demon thing, right? They're mm-hmm. called they're called blights, and that that's the thunder blight. Mm-hmm. That's that's the only thing I couldn't get past. And, yeah. You know, it's funny because my roommate did it, and he told me it took him one try, and I was really? just shaking my head. He's I insane. I feel like that's the hardest so one. I, so. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely is. It yeah. 100% is. The other ones were cake. Yeah. They're cakewalks, except for the first one you do, you know. Which which was which one did you do first or like I don't even remember. 
Was it the water blight Ganon? I think. Or... No, I did. I did the um, the flying the eagle first. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like I that, that one. And then I did the water one, and mm-hmm. then I did the volcano, and mm-hmm. now I tried doing the thunder blight uh, second to last, but mm-hmm. I couldn't do it, so I went and did the lizard one on the volcano, mm-hmm. and then I tried coming back, and I was gonna, you know, try to get used to. Uh, using anti-thunder or the i forgot what they're called uh just like stuff. those yeah stuff to counter him you know yeah i was trying to gather as much of those stuff as i could and I, then my switch bricked yeah i would just like my advice for uh, if i remember correctly how i beat him like it's really just blocking and dodging and mm-hmm. then waiting for your opening like once you kind of like know like what he's gonna do and also if he used like those pillars that when he drops like the pillars and like he uh, uh, sends lightning to him, like if you use your um, uh, if you use your uh, stasis or whatever, it's uh, not stasis, right. the, the magnesis, uh, mm-hmm. like you can like it really does a lot of damage. Like that helped me out a lot. Mm. So and it will stun him too. Uh, okay. Did you did you beat the game? Um. I have not beaten the game. Like I've gotten all the way up to defeat Ganon. Like I've done everything in that game, but I just keep doing the side quests. Like, uh, like I could literally go to like Hyrule Castle or like right now, and like uh, defeat Ganon if I wanted to because I got everything. But I find like what I like what I what I'm doing with that game now is like I'm just logging in. I'm just exploring and seeing like what there is yeah. and like trying to find all the Korok seeds. And That's and fun. also when I got like when I got all the divine beasts and they said like okay go go ahead and defeat Ganon, I was like, I don't want this game to end. I, I want, like this game was like I don't know, it was such it came out it's like such a crucial part of my life where it was like like I wasn't really much. I wasn't really into Zelda at that time because of because Skyward Sword just was. Well, it was Skyward Sword, and I was a little bit dis- disappointed. And then I like, for Breath of the Wild came out, and I was like, this is like such a breath of fresh air. No pun intended. Hey. But, but, I don't know. I'll I'll beat it eventually. It's just, uh, once I feel like I, like I'm done with it, I don't want it to end. So. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, like I said, I was playing Among Us, and then I've also been playing a little bit of Last of Us Part Two, just kind of slowly grinding through that game. I've been uh, watching a lot of Among Us YouTubers. Yeah, I know what I started doing that last night, and that's fun to do. But I, like, like, like that's what I like about Among Us is that it's 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 still rather new. Like people are still getting into it, but the community i feel like it's gonna like i don't think it's gonna be as big as like a you know, minecraft been out community for like two years oh yeah 2018 out for a couple of years so it's only it's 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 like it just it just popped off for some reason right um oh well, i think it's on um it's discounted because it's like five dollars on steam right now but i'm not sure if i'm not sure how much it was before but huh. but uh i'm not sure if it's going to be as big as a minecraft like community like how you just go on youtube yeah, and you just see so many minecraft youtubers but i think it has the potential to get be like back that. into minecraft now right <laughs> maybe i've been thinking about it 
I I think I did that about a couple months ago just to see like what's changed because I, I literally haven't logged in to or, like on my PC and like since Microsoft bought it and I was like this this game has changed <laughs> and I'm like oh, yeah. there's there's so much like uh different stuff in it and then like yeah it's 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 crazy but my, my Minecraft's still pretty good so <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Last of Us Part Two is just, um, I don't know. I'm just slowly g- g- going through that. It's a little bit, it's, it's hard to play, play that game, especially like during a global pandemic. Like I need something more like uplifting and stuff like that, but it's still a really good game. It's like the stories, r- story is really good and the graphics are amazing. Uh, but I'll, I'll hopefully by the end of the year, I'll, we'll be at Last of Us Part Two. So, yeah. Uh, Well, I kind of skipped over uh, our next little topic, uh, but what have you been watching, Cameron? What I've been watching? I've been watching a lot of Boxy Fresh on Twitch. Mm -hmm. He's a Sea of Thieves streamer. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, some Among Us YouTubers, like Mm -hmm. this guy is Toast. Uh... Like guitar tutorials, John Mayer does a lot of stuff on Periscope. Oh, really? It's pretty cool. Stuff comes up on my YouTube feed a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, old highlights, like um, football highlights. Yeah, you, it, you, it, it's it's really it gives me nostalgia because I used to sit around as a kid in the summers and just watch NFL Network all day. Mm-hmm. And they would, you know, show a lot of old footage. Yeah. So I love, I like, I love, I love watching that stuff. Yeah, I-, I like watching that too. Like watching like old NBA finals, and I don't know how YouTube is doing this, or if someone is like uploading it and it's going to get banned like later. But sometimes you could find like full games on there, and oh, I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's great. Yeah, like game six of the uh, NBA finals. Warriors and, and Cavs, the the best. Didn't, didn't the NBA upload that like, like, I, I th- or were they live streaming it? Were they just like live streaming the games when the pandemic hit? I think they were live streaming it, and you can mm-hmm. find like the full game on like NBA zero zero zero, like mm-hmm. you know one of those usernames. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I I find I find that relaxing too, just going on YouTube and just. And just looking up highlights and stuff like that, and just be like, especially like watching like uh, NBA highlights with with fans in the arenas, or even like football highlights with fans in the arenas, because it's like, oh, I, I remember that time. I remember yeah. when you could go to a game and like have a beer with your buddies and like just root for your favorite team. And mm. hopefully, we'll get back to that in, in the near future. So. Um, but yeah, uh, I haven't really been watching much either. Like I've I've been find I've been finding it a lot easier to consume YouTube content. So I have a few YouTube channels to to shout out. Is uh, the first one is Ordinary Event or Ordinary Adventures. It's it's a um, YouTube channel where this guy and his girlfriend just kind of like before the pandemic hit, they would go to like theme parks and like ride like th- uh, roller coasters and stuff like that and just and enjoy like the theme park like sites uh but now they're like going 
to like restaurants and just kind of like doing anything that uh, requires social distancing. Uh, but I find it totally wholesome and just kind of, it's totally like these, um, this couple is like totally uh, like easy to watch. Like they don't curse or anything like that. And it's just totally wholesome and just easy to watch and just kind of, it's nice to watch people just kind of consume just regular everyday things. So uh, I don't know. Uh, that's that's a fun little vlog channel to to, uh, to watch. And then uh, I've also been watching uh, the Mythical Kitchen YouTube channel. That's if you haven't uh, heard of uh, the uh, written link, uh, Good Mythical Morning. Uh, this is the spinoff version of that where they basically cook like weird food and bizarre food but they kind of spin it into something socially acceptable so that uh that's really cool and then uh binging with babish so a lot of cooking channels and then uh vlog channels for me so but yeah uh i don't know um but i think that wraps up like what we've been actually been doing uh before we move on to what we're going to discuss this week, uh, let's take a quick break. Um, and we'll be right back in like 30 seconds. Thank you for listening to the Water Cooler Podcast. We'll be taking a quick break to mention one of our sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. Anchor has everything you need to jumpstart your podcast all in one place. They have creation tools that help you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor will help distribute your podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and many more platforms. The best part about it, it's free. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, welcome back. Uh... Uh, thank, uh, thank you for, <laughs> thank you for coming back actually. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, so m moving on, uh, we have a, a few topics to talk about, um, NBA finals, uh, the NBA finals are set. The heat finished off the Celtics in six and then the Lakers finished the Nuggets off in five. I think, was it, is that correct? Cameron? Six, I think. I don't know. Or the Lakers and Nuggets? Yeah, Lakers Nuggets. And and five. I don't need. I think it was five. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, that's it. Kind of like like in the East, that's kind of unexpected for the Heat. But like, if you've been watching like uh, the Heat through the playoffs or in the bubble, they've really been uh, performing pretty well. <laughs> Uh, the Lakers are – I think everyone kind of expected the Lakers to make the finals, especially since LeBron. Uh, but, uh, Cameron, do you have any, like, predictions? For, like, the uh, LeBron wins. That's my prediction. Oh, yeah. Finals uh, MVP. <laughs> Why did I even lose. ask you? You have a, lose. a LeBron jersey for, for pretty much every single Everyone of team. his team, yeah. Yeah. I just wish I had a better Cavaliers jersey if it is. I got the 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 black ones from the last, last year he was in with Cleveland. Did you get uh, – was it the one with the uh, sleeves? No. Yeah. Like, what what happened to those jerseys? Like, when they had – did they 
What was that? I don't think the players liked him. Yeah. I, I thought they looked kind of weird, to be honest. Like, only a few teams had them, but the teams that did, I was like, this, this I, is just I, I don't a... know. I, I loved them on Cleveland. I thought Cleveland looked great with them. Yeah. I thought the Golden State ones looked pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Just because they were, they were, it's, you know, simple. But some of the ones with weirder, brighter colors, you know. No thanks. Right. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I think as much as I like LeBron – and, and but I also hate the Lakers too. Uh, and this is no. totally. Hmm? You don't hate the Lakers. <laughs> I, I hate the Lakers. <laughs> uh, what did they do to you? Uh, 2002. Still burns. <laughs> how, old, how old were you then? Uh, I was 12 years old. All right. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. I don't know. I just really like what the Heat are doing, and I, I think it's super cool that because all you hear in the media, even like in football and like like basketball, it's like, oh, these teams got to have stars to have success. Or like, you have to have a superstar to have success. And like, the Heat are doing it without stars. They're doing it with like two rookies, Jimmy Butler, who I guess you can say he's a superstar. I'm, I'm, I'm not... I'm not really sure. And then uh, Bam Adebayo, it's like, I don't know. It's like this team's just really well-crafted, and I feel like they match up against the Lakers really well. And I, I'm, I'm excited to, like, see the NBA Finals on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, hmm? Me too. Um, yeah. Um, I remember hearing, I think it was, like, Charles Barkley or Kenny Smith said something on TNT how like you're not going to win the pl- you're not going to win the finals if you don't have at least two all-stars or more back when uh, I think like LeBron was still with the Heat or he like came to Cleveland mm-hmm. right and he he had Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love mm-hmm. like he always had like a big 3 mm-hmm. I think that that sort of narrative um applied then you know mm-hmm. you couldn't do it with with one all-star you had to have at least two to be a top contender i definitely think miami is breaking through that mold yeah i but, uh there there could be you know tyler harrow could be a future all-star too so it's not like they don't have potential to have more than one all-star yeah uh and bam out of bio is showing that he's definitely yeah. like a, a like an all-star i think he was an all-star this year i think i'm not sure i have to look that up uh, but I don't know. I think they match up really well. I like my heart says Heat and seven, but I f- I feel like if I go with my gut, if I were if I were a betting man, I would say Lakers and six. I, I feel like the like I feel like if Anthony Davis and LeBron are on point, then there's kind of no stopping this Lakers team. And uh, yeah, as much as I hate saying that. It's, uh-huh. yeah, but, but I don't know. I it's see the Patriots win Super Bowl after Super Bowl, so right. My hate for them has pretty much been disintegrated through six Super Bowls. Right. Um, seven, eight. Like, do you think, like, since you're uh, six, what's, it's what's, six. Six Super Bowls for for the Patriots. Yeah, for the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's the equivalent from what 
to your Laker hate. Okay. You, you could boil it down to one playoff um, series. Uh, not I, just, I can boil it down to one play. N- not just it's one. Not just that. One playoff series. It's been so many. Like you did say in two thousand two. Yeah. That. Like I'm not taking That's that away. That's I'm not a taking... fan base. <laughs> no, I know. I understand. I understand. Yeah. You know, they're in your division too. Yeah. And uh, you fight them every year and for contention. You know, they probably had plenty of other series, but that one series in two thousand. Too. Yeah, it's I. I don't know. I always uh, people always tell me to like like uh, like forget. Next the time past. you're next time you're on on sorry next mm-hmm. time you're on halftime huddle, mm-hmm. tell them it wasn't a say it wasn't a fumble to Jerry. He'll know. Okay. <laughs> He'll know the hate towards New England. We, we need to get you on halftime huddle, so so you can. I don't. I don't need to if I have you. Okay. <laughs> I'll speak through you. Uh, don't don't cheat the messenger, Jerry. Whatever you do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> but uh um I don't know. It's it's a little bit of a love hate relationship with like the Lakers, just because I know they've had really good players like on their team. Like Kobe's like Kobe is definitely a love hate relationship just because it's like he's burnt my team like so many times and I'm just like I'm just like, oh, come on, Kobe, really? Uh, but rest in peace, Kobe. Not not trying to like throw shade on you. Uh, but yeah, uh, what were we talking about? Kobe's a goat. Uh, hmm. Kobe's one of the greatest. Yes. Like, oh, is he in your top five? Uh, yeah, no, without a doubt, top five. I I feel like who, who's a um, who's above like Kobe or LeBron? Jordan. Jordan well, no, probably. like, who's, who's, a, like, who would you take, like, if you're drafting LeBron Jordan. or Kobe? Oh, LeBron or Kobe? Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. I'm a LeBron fan. I'm yeah. taking LeBron. There <laughs> right. are things he does that he's been able to do throughout his career that Kobe hasn't, you know? Mm-hmm. Not taking anything, anything away from Kobe. Kobe's always been a better playmaker mm-hmm. and a better shooter. And I think that counts for a lot. But LeBron is just sort of the prototypical basketball player you want. Not throwing shade or hate on Kobe, but I feel like if he stayed in Charlotte and he never made it to LA, I I I don't think don't he has the same it. career. No, I'm just saying. No, it it's sure, all... well. Yeah, he doesn't have the same career because you know he would playing with the Bobcats, not the Lakers, but he still comes out a legend. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Barring, barring a serious injury, I guarantee it. Marley, you can put money on it. Okay. Well, we can I'll go back in time. Head. We'll go back in time. And... <laughs> we'll, we'll see what the Vegas odds say about that. And we'll load, up, we'll load up the 96 rosters, right? And we'll put Kobe on Charlotte. Yeah, and just not trade we'll him. See. And and Vlad, Vlade stays in LA, but uh, I don't know. I just think it all matters, like what team you go to, and like how they develop you. Not saying that Kobe wasn't great on Charlotte. It's true. I don't know. Like like look at look, Kemba's Kemba's kind of the perfect example. Like he like 
Was Kemba not great with Charlotte, though? He was, was good. Was Kemba not their only shining light and carried them through like, to, like, low seeds in the playoffs? One low seed. I think he made the playoffs, like, one year Boom. in, like, seven years in, in Charlotte. Well, they couldn't do it because they didn't have any support. Yeah. Right? Am I wrong? Yeah. So. I am wrong? Well, no, you're 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 not wrong. <laughs> uh, right. But like, if Kobe couldn't get support in Charlotte, like, do you think, he, he, like, he, it could I mean, be like a Devin Booker probably would have asked for a trade. Yeah, he would have definitely asked for a trade. Yeah, or just not resign. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but this is, you know, that's Kobe's a big Kobe, if. and I I can appreciate when I was younger, I didn't really like players asking to be traded when they got drafted mm-hmm. you know now i can appreciate it because he knows where he wants to go he, he's, he's choosing where he wants to go he's not gonna you know uh put his career at risk and like you're saying he knows he could go to a better organization and, mm-hmm. and develop himself through through them so not to mention the lakers are the lakers right so who you know would you rather play for the lakers or the bobcats um the lakers <laughs> Don't answer that question. Okay. Right. Good. Good answer. Yeah. I forgot you hate the Lakers. But... <laughs> well, no. If I was an NBA player, I would go to the Lakers. I mean, yeah. Because you're you're in LA. Yeah. You're in Hollywood. You're in the biggest market. Or I could just say I could just be like an asshole and just say I'm going to the Knicks. So <laughs> that's what I do in my career. I go Why to is the that Knicks. an asshole thing? <laughs> Well, it's just because the Knicks are because just... that's like the only market bigger than LA. Yeah, and they're just a trash organization. <laughs> but but that's why I go oh. like when I play my career for two K, I always go to the Knicks just because I want to like turn the franchise around. But dang, I kind of want to play two K now. <laughs> right, Madden's been getting to me. Yeah, kind of sucks. Yeah, I played. Anyways, I, I play... <laughs> yeah. I played Madden 21, like the 10-hour trial, and I can see what you mean. You did? Yeah, I can see what you mean. It's it's a little intimidating for like first time. Yeah, for for new for new timers. Yeah, noobs. I think any sports sim <laughs> is like that. Not gonna lie. Um, 2K was a lot easier to pick up, for sure. My first 2K I played was 2K16, I think, with Michael Jordan on the cover. Mm-hmm. Or was it 2K13? I think it's... No, it was 2K13. Yeah, shoot. That, that's way back. Yeah. Or 2K12. I don't remember. It was, it was one of those. I think 2K I has that. done a really good job lately of doing their 2K University. Of just having videos for people to watch and be like, Hey, hey this is how you play the game. This is how you use the shot stick. I'm not sure if you use the shot stick, but I do, but... Uh, I don't Please know. Do. I just think it's uh, it's does a better job than Madden, especially like for someone yeah. like me that like I'm a casual football fan, so I don't like like I don't really know like the play calls for for like football. Like I don't I don't know what a nickel is. Like I don't know what a, like I just figured out what a pick six was. Oh really? About a week well, nickel, ago. Nickel is a formation. Nickel's set is a defensive formation, and I heard that it was kind of funny because I didn't. I didn't, I always knew that 
uh, they called it nickel for whatever reason, but I never knew why. And then I saw a video of like Brett Favre asked it when he was in Green Bay or something. He's like, why do they call it nickel or, or what's or why is it, what's nickel? And he's like, it just means they bring five defenders, uh, five defensive backs out on the field. Five, a nickel. Uh, so you got a nickel's worth of defensive backs playing the pass. And I was like, oh, because, nor- you know, in, in uh, some other sets and then run stopping, you only have four. You have two corners and the two safeties. Mm-hmm. But in nickel sets, you bring out an extra one to defend the pass. Right. Or, you know, usually it's to defend the pass. But that was cool. Then they have dime sets and, and all that weird stuff. So dime, you would have ten. Well, no, <laughs> but yes, you, 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 you take away from the uh, defensive line. I think, I don't know why they call it dime. I just think it's it, it going off of the nickel. Like, Oh, just make this dime. Gonna, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Just like, I don't know. Just playing Madden and then watching basketball. It just, it just makes me like, like basketball even more. Basketball just because... so much easier. It's, it, it, you can do it by yourself, and you don't have to call plays if you don't know them. I don't. I don't ever call plays. <laughs> I think. I think that's why I suck. Yeah, I, I call plays, but like I meant like watching like basketball because I just find it oh. so much easier to like. Okay, that's a zone defense. That's a that's a one four flat. Like this guy's doing. Like this is ISO. But in football, it's like yeah. there's so you much. You can't see the whole field either in football. Yeah, I find that super frustrating. <laughs> So, you know, but, you can you can kind of tell what the offense is doing on the front seven in the broadcast mm-hmm. view, but you know, once once he drops back and waits a couple seconds to throw, you don't see the receivers down the field. You don't see it unless the ex- broadcasters explain it to you. It's so much easier with basketball because, boom, all ten players at once. Yeah, you know? it's and at most times the whole court. Yeah. So, like basketball, so I find it much easier to listen with the sound off. Hmm. Like if I listen to the sound off with football, I'm just like, what's going on here? And I'm just like, <laughs> like I, and that's why I find it so frustrating to like listen to a broadcast for football. Okay. Cause there's so many bad like announcers that just yeah. don't even know right. like how to call a game. It's like, I don't know, but this, this is kind of a weird tangent we're going on, but I don't know. Hey, well, if you want to watch a good broadcaster, watch, watch Tony Romo. He, he's probably the best. Mm-hmm. color commentator out there right now does he do sunday night football or um i, I it's i forget i think it's cbs that he signed with oh, okay so sometimes he'll put it be put in rotation for a i don't know i don't know if he ever gets primetime games anymore uh, no i think i, I, I he <laughs> he did the raider patriot game okay and it's just like he understands the game so well he just explains things perfectly and before they happen and mm-hmm. as they're happening it's great right but to what you said uh i i i on the contrary i like watching football film silent only if it's like in what's called an all 22 um format where you see the whole field from the goalpost, you know mm-hmm. and it's like zoomed in so then you can actually see what's going on or if you get like a film from uh like uh the box seats too yeah if you can get your hands on that kind of film i find that i find that film fun to watch because i also played football and had to do that like every every week yeah i think that's like another reason is like i never played football so it's hard for me to like grasp like a sport that i never Mm -hmm. played 
like I usually have to play it like once or twice and then I'll get a grasp on like, okay, I, I understand what they're trying to do here. Uh, but that's why I like Red Zone so much because Red Zone, yeah. like, like the I could watch Red Zone like all day now. Yeah, like you it's get so the addicting. High intense action, or or whatever is the most intense action at all times. You know? And the way they they bring you into a game, like they describe it perfectly. I'm like, it's okay, great. this this is on the thirty yard job. thirty yard line, like two minutes to go, like they're down by three, and it's they give me everything. So I, I've. Like one of my family members has uh, the direct TV package where you get to watch all the games mm-hmm. at once, or and you're like, you choose between the games. And they ask me, why do you watch Red Zone when you can just choose all the games with this? And I'm like, no, because Red Zone does it for you. You know, like mm-hmm. Red Zone is doing the work for me if I want to have all the games at once. You know what I mean? I'm going to yeah. be switching through them like Red Zone is doing. Also, direct TV is expensive as hell. Right. <laughs> like but, yeah. Shout out to Red Zone and what's his face? Um Matt Hansen, I think. Matt Hansen. I think. Uh but yeah. Um was a nice little tangent that we had. Uh I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I guess we'll move on. Um we had a few um uh humble New stories for the NBA. Doc Rivers was fired after seven seasons, after the disappointing season that he had with the Clippers going out in the second round against the Nuggets. Uh, I know you're a casual basketball fan, Cameron, but uh, like... What do I think? Yeah, yeah. What do you, what do you think about this news? Like, what do I think about it? It's crazy thinking about he's only been the head coach for two teams, right? Yeah, and he was the actually... The, the crazy thing about the that... Clippers. Is that he was traded from the Celtics to the Clippers? He was like the so first. So he's never been fired. Yeah, never been fired. So it it, I don't think you, I can think of another coach besides him that's been traded. Because usually I, that never I happens. Wanna, yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, actually, John Gruden got traded uh back in 2001, I think 2002, from the Raiders to the Buccaneers. Buccaneers. That's the only other time in any other. Sp- I can think of uh, that a that a that a coach got traded. Yeah, but yeah. I, Doc Doc Rivers getting fired. Um, do you think the Clippers had a, a? I mean, a win now mentality like this season or bust? Well, from what I heard from uh, Paul George or uh, Way Off P, as uh, the internet is calling him now, uh, he said that. He said that it it wasn't playoffs, it wasn't a finals or bust, even though I disagree with that, just because Paul George and Kawhi are... I feel like they wouldn't have really fired Doc Rivers if uh, that weren't the case. Yeah, and also Paul George and Kawhi are on two-year deals. So, yeah, like, you, it's, it's finals or bust because it's like, if you don't do it in two years, then you basically just kind of pissed away, like, your entire... You, you already, they already pissed away their entire future because the way what they gave up to get Paul George, they gave up like six first rounders to OKC. And that just for like, cause they were going, they were going for it all. And I'm like, I don't know. I think the Clippers are also, uh, I, I could see how that's a rational move. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's been with the team for a while and his playoff success has been 
below average. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, um, that the Warriors did that with Mark Jackson, right? Yeah. I mean, and he wasn't even – it didn't have much as much playoff experience as Doc Rivers, but they just knew. They could just tell. So, well, um, I always believe – I hope they find someone good. You know, who do you think is available? And then also, alternatively, where do you think Doc Rivers will go? Well, there's already rumors about Doc Rivers going to Philly, which ooh, I'd, I'd see that. I'd watch. I'd watch Philadelphia basketball for Doc Rivers. Yeah, me too. I'd, like, and I barely watch Philly Philadelphia basketball now. <laughs> uh, but Tyron Lue is supposedly supposedly supposed to take over for the Clippers. They haven't interviewed anyone, but he's the front runner. So uh, Tyron Lue, he said. Mm-hmm. Who? The, the dude that coached LeBron in Cleveland? Yeah, Le- uh, LeBron's puppet. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I think I think that 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 would be great actually. He's much more of a, a player's coach, no? Yeah, uh, you got some big budding stars on that team. Yeah, I think you want a player's coach. It's it like I was I was talking to Jerry about this like a, a few days ago. Like coaching in the NBA has totally changed. It's like before like you had the, like the Greg Popovich Greg Popoviches of the league the Phil Jackson like these X's and O's guys that like if you don't right. follow like my direction then I'm going to bench you and you're gone now mm-hmm. it's like more of a players league where the players kind of pick pick and choose like their coaches because this is this is how the players want to run their offense Right. Like, look at Steve Nash. Steve Nash is a prime example. It's like, Steve Nash was totally handpicked by Kyrie and, and Kevin Durant. Mainly Kevin Durant, because he played with, he, he, like, he didn't play with him. He, um, Steve Nash was on the coaching staff in, in right. Golden State. They knew each other. They know each other. Yeah, it's it's all about, like, relationships now, which is... Definitely. It, it's, I think it's a little disappointing, just because I like Greg Popovich, like, coach teams. I think that... They won't go away. Yeah. If you're good, you know, they'll cut it and, and he'll, you know, I'm yeah. sure they'll still be hired. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I just think it's weird. It's like, you need, like a coach basically has to like coddle like their stars and like manage egos now. So if you can't I wonder, do that. I wonder how much of that narrative is being um, inflated by like, media, you know, and by, by stuff we see. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure these guys are disciplined, but you know, there there definitely is a discrepancy between those kind of coaches. Yeah, I I think there is. Like, I think like the biggest like kind of outlier of a coach was in Chicago with Jim Boylan. Like, Jim Boylan was having having like his guys run and like do do like suicides and stuff like that. And, and they, like, was he wasn't any good with them or no? No, he was awful. <laughs> and the, the 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 bulls are a laughing stock of an organization. Right. It's like coaches need to realize it's like like I think like coaches that come from college need to realize that they need to manage egos like more mm-hmm. because like in college like the coaches like coaches are like the guy like like you're gonna play for this guy like Calipari you're gonna play for you're gonna play for Calipari you're gonna play for um can't think of a or Coach K like this is their system and like you're learning from them but like in the nba it's like you're kind of learning from everyone it's more of a community which uh is a little bit of a breath of fresh air 
but I, I I don't know. It's it's um, the the players are much more have a bigger uh, sense of leadership, or or at least their leadership I think is much more impactful the way the way I see it as an NFL fan. Mm-hmm. Not that you know, I can just definitely tell a difference in, in hearing you talk about that. I think of NFL coaches, and it's definitely not like that as much. Um, it's okay. much more my way or the highway, and mm-hmm. um, but John Gruden's kind of tough, and he's take anyone who doesn't want to play football, but the players love him and respect him so much because he knows that he'd be doing it too, you know, if he could. He'd be with them, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, that's why they follow him. Yeah. And he's really tough. He's a tough motherfucker. Excuse me. But <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I don't know if I'd consider him a player's coach, but the, all the players love playing for him. Mm-hmm. You know, I, all, you'll see him chew out Derek Carr, who is, you know, the quarterback, his favorite position. But I don't think he, he's his favorite quarterback. But uh, it's, you know, it's great. It's great seeing those kind of coaches too. You yeah, know, like coaches like Michael Malone too of the yeah. Denver Nuggets, where, or even like Eric Spolstra too, because it's like, like, like we we talked about earlier, like these these teams don't have stars besides Jokic and maybe Murray, but maybe Murray. Are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> maybe Murray. Yeah. Murray's a star, hands yeah. down. Yeah, he's the future. Okay, yeah, he's the future of that team in the league. So before, because Murray was pretty inconsistent before, but like now he's 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 proven that he well, can, showed he up. Can get he his showed buckets. up in a, in a playoffs here in a, oh, you know in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and and you know, oh, I didn't really think much of him before uh, this season, but mm-hmm. as a casual fan, I can I can see the way he plays is is determined. You know, yeah, he's got but, it. He's but, got it. Like what I was like what I was saying, it's like Michael Malone and Eric Spolstra, like these players are all buying in underneath their system. So I like Spolstra. Yeah, Spolstra's such a good coach. Like it's so it's like I'm just so happy he's been with that team for so long. Yeah. I, I think now since Doc Rivers is gone and if Popovich retires, he's gonna be the longest tenured coach in the NBA. Wow. That's that's, that's gotta crazy get, to gotta think gotta about. Give it to Pat Riley. Right. Pat Riley is one of the greats, right? Yeah. Uh, Pat Riley. That's something I don't know about too much. The best GMs of all time. I want to ask you your top five GMs of all time, if you could. Well, that's tough. Is that tough? Like, Like, on the spot. Like, obviously, Jerry West comes to mind, like, immediately. Because Jerry West... Like he's literally gone to every single team and like fixed their front office and and got them on the right track. Like he fixed the Clippers, he fixed the Warriors, like as an advisor, and uh, well, he was with the Lakers, obviously. So, like I guess if you count Jerry West as a GM, like a traveling GM, like I would put Jerry West at number counts. one. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then like I would put. Um, like Pat Riley up there. Pat Riley is a quality GM, like he, like you just said. Um, me being a homer, I guess I like the earlier days of the Kings. Like I would say, Jeff Petrie was pretty solid at like drafting 
like later on, like when the move started tampering with like his job and stuff like that and telling him who to draft, that's where he kind of fell off. But like the earlier days of Jeff Petrie, I think he it, like, like he was pretty solid about like working with like a small market team and attracting talent and getting them on the, uh, getting them on the roster. I think that's like, like any, I feel like any GM can kind of like go into a meeting room and, attract like a star free agent but it takes us um like it, it takes a lot of talent to work with limited funds and still bring talent and make a team competitive that's why that's why i like small market teams so much just because like small market teams have to work through their farm system or the g league or i'm not sure if uh i guess that for nfl it'd be a draft i don't think you guys have a like a triple A farm system or anything they like that. They used to. Yeah. So it's just working through the draft for NFL, right? And um, practice squads. Oh, There's it, it, arena football, but you don't get a lot of guys from arena or the Canadian football league. XFL. But it can happen. It, um, yeah, I, I <laughs> thought the XFL was going to be basically going to be their development league. You know, they didn't work together or anything like that, but mm-hmm. players were already – being like dropping their XFL or just being signed from the XFL um, after the XFL dropped. And Mm -hmm. I kind of figured if this whole pandemic thing didn't happen, that uh, the XFL would have thrived and it would have allowed players to regain their status if they're had gone through the NFL already, you know, Mm -hmm. and in prime example is one of my favorite players, Marquette King. He went to the XFL, he's a punter. Right, my one of my favorite players is a punter, crazy, <laughs> and he's just a good punter, and mm-hmm. he had some good punts, and I was like, dang, he could he could be back on the field in the NFL, you know, and next season probably if he keeps doing it. But I think from what I've seen as a casual fan, I think being a punter, it's definitely probably one of the like taking quarterback and like every he's other the position least out. valuable position. He's the least it's valuable, the least but valuable also. Position, but also the most crucial too, because the spot of the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Market has, has saved us games because, you know, we weren't able to convert, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's late in the game. Maybe we're up by three only. So it's like, it's pretty big. Boom. Pins them within the five yard line. That's great for our defense. Mm -hmm. You know, that gives us momentum. Right. You know, if you can pin it down and, you know, close to their end zone, you're 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 using the sidelines or the boundaries as a defender too, essentially, mm-hmm. and that's that's a that's a crucial thing that I don't think a lot of people understand. Right, is the how bound how ba- the boundaries are able be able to used as uh, defenders. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, shoot, what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um. This is the the tangent punters. episode, so it's <laughs> all good. Um, yeah, we came from from punters. Yeah, we we went from Doc Rivers to talking about punters. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, love it. Uh, I think well, yeah, the the development league. Um, I don't know. I I that's why I love like uh, like watching like sports with like small market teams, just because it's. Because you get to see like the homegrown talent, like I can go to yeah. like the Stockton Kings like G League 
game and be like, oh yeah, I remember seeing this guy's going to make it one of these days, and he does. I think that like I find that really special, and it it gives you like a connection, a like a closer connection to your team too. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I haven't really uh, thought about that. Yeah, but I don't know. It's yeah. Um, going back to top your... five small market teams. Go. Just kidding. <laughs> Uh, um, Memphis, uh, Sacramento, Durr, uh, <laughs> Milwaukee. Um, is Milwaukee small, small market? market? I guess that we, I guess I like to say small market just because. Yeah, it's a nice they, word. Um, shoot. But for real though, we were talking about who would we put above Kobe? Who who we who would you fill out in that? Uh, oh, who would I put put above Kobe in that? In that, no, let, I'll fill, fill out the list. I want to hear it. I want to hear your top top five to you. Like best players of all time? Yeah, uh, like sort of um, Mount Rushmore, you know, sentimental to you. Okay, so. But also, uh, so use, use objective standards, but, but you know, I, I won't mind if you leave, you know, LeBron or well, Wilt out, you know. Okay, so I would say I'll put Kobe at five, and then four I would put Oscar Robertson. Oh, Oscar Robertson, like probably one of the better scores in that era. Uh, three, I will put Bird, Larry Bird. Two, shoot. Uh, <laughs> You're gonna hate me for this, Cameron. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, that's two. Fine. I'm gonna put Jordan, and then oh, when, oh, one I'll put LeBron. Oh dang! I don't hate you for that, but yeah. <laughs> I, res- I I can I can I can respect that. Um, well, shoot, I guess. Damn, why, 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 why Jordan over LeBron, or why I, LeBron over Jordan? I at this well, point in his career. This is going off if if LeBron pulls up, um, uh, wins a championship this year. He wins. Yeah, if he wins, like that puts him above Jordan in my opinion because because LeBron has done it in every single conference because he did it in Miami, he did it with Cleveland, and then now he's doing it in LA. Like, yeah, I no think I think no that means that. more, especially in since MVP they win. You know, it it's gonna have to take Anthony Davis uh, to to really step up and and become that. You know, I could see I could see eighty probably winning it, but I just don't. You know, LeBron is incredible in the finals. Right, I and, think LeBron just pushes his players more. I think like Jordan pushed his players too. Uh, if you've, I'm not sure if you watched uh, the Last Dance. He clearly pushes them in that I documentary. I got I got to watch that. Thank you for bringing it up. Yeah, it's on, it's on Netflix right now, so check it out. So <laughs> uh but yeah, in that documentary he definitely like pushes like his players. But I feel like LeBron just like LeBron has had scrubs throughout his entire career and except like in Miami and LA obviously. But like he still gets he still gets so much out of like role players and mm. and just, I don't know. I I just think 
Like, like year 16, year 16, and he's still like putting up triple doubles. Like that's that's crazy. You can't. You can't. That's pretty good. I don't think I, you, you can say think, that about Jordan. Uh, no, you can't. You can't. Jordan did play in a different era, though, and he, you know, granted he did. He was a huge part in how the rules were changed. Um, you know, but I know I know a lot of people would say LeBron's playing in a softer league. And yeah. To that, I kind of disagree. Um, I do kind of agree that the rules were changed to um, protect the players more, you know, and, mm-hmm. and make it more of an offensive league. And but I mean, the Warriors kind of broke that, uh, broke the league. Because you think so? yeah, because the Warriors come in with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and they're shooting like all these threes. Yeah, the ratings yeah, are right. up. The ratings are up, and the NBA is just like. Well, we can make every team do this. (laughs) So the thing I don't mind about the NBA protecting its players, but the thing that drives me crazy, like when I'm watching a game is, is the, the landing space. I feel like that needs to get looked at uh, because so many players now like take advantage of that where they'll kick their legs out and the, the ref will call foul on the defense like nine times out of 10. Nine times out of ten, and it's like, hmm. did he really affect a shot? Like, I don't think so. It's or even like, it well, it, it's also a risk of injury too. Yeah, <laughs> look at you know, remember Kawhi Leonard? Zaza. Yeah, Zaza. I guess we can blame Zaza for the, for for the. Uh, what is it called? The um, something space, or or that motion you're doing. It's not a box out, but. I forgot what I forget what you're doing. That motion is called freedom of movement. No, no, and like it's it's when you step into a, a shooter's uh, in between his feet, you know, while he's oh, shooting the ball. Um, space out or something. I don't. Yeah, I, I I can't remember, but I know what you're talking about. But yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's and also it's super frustrating to like, like after the shot has been released and the yeah. defensive player like barely grazes like their fingertip and the ref will call foul every time. Mm. Not every time. I would say like 70% of the time. I just like, I'm like, I, I understand. It's like, <laughs> I always remembered. Hmm? Yeah. When I, when uh, I was learning to play basketball with my dad, I would always slap his hand as soon as he shot the ball. <laughs> and he'd be like, that's a foul Cameron. And I'm <laughs> like, no, are, are you kidding me? Right, that's funny. That's what these refs need to allow. <laughs> right, backhand their their forearm <laughs> as right. they're shooting the ball. Um, I don't know. I, I I guess I would agree with you that that the league is definitely softer. But I just think that there's other challenges for LeBron to overcome that Jordan. Yeah. Well, did. I don't. I wouldn't say that the league is softer. I'm saying that people use that. You know, and to to an extent, I would agree that the league is different. You mm-hmm. know, but no doubt, you know, like LeBron is a beast, and I don't care who you put in front of him. You know, you could put him back in the early '90s, and he would still thrive. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just his his he's like a, a a his physique. You know, and his physical nature is just a phenomenon to me. Mm-hmm. He's one of those players, and. You know, it's incredible to see him thrive and take that role and, and and succeed with it because some other guys that have that similar stature don't really. They just only end, end their, they just end their career 
being known as a physical freak, you know, LeBron's mm-hmm. so much more than that. But uh, yeah, uh, shoot, I don't want to tangenting again, but right, right. I, yeah, um, I, I think no doubt I, LeBron would succeed anywhere else, but it, it is a little bit easier on his body, probably. I in, think in this day and age, if I if we were to say one more thing on LeBron, I would uh, like I remember LeBron made his debut against the Sacramento Kings. And I, I believe I, I went to that game. I, I, I can't quite remember if I saw it oh, on TV remember. or I went to it. And I, I just remember like him get, going onto the floor and I'm just like, this guy's going to be great. This guy's going to be amazing. Just because just the way he, just the way he walked onto the floor, like of like, like, like the, the Kings were still a rather, rather good team. Uh, back then, and they're, uh, I believe, were like, were, were like top five uh, uh, or something like that in the power rankings. And LeBron just comes in; and he's just dominating. And I'm just like, I don't know. I just knew, like, yeah. when he played us, it's like, okay, this guy is going to be scary good. He came out of high school and he was he was putting it up. Right. Uh, but yeah. Um, I guess we'll move on to a little bit of sad news about the NBA. Uh, I'm not sure if you know who Delonte West is uh, as a casual fan. He used to play for the da- uh, Dallas Mavericks. Uh, he's been in the news like here and there uh, because supposedly like he's like homeless and like he's been dealing with like mental illness like throughout uh, throughout his entire life and uh, as and like. Uh, as an NBA player as well, but Mark Cuban like found him at a gas station in in Dallas in the Dallas Fort Worth area, and he was like begging for like food and like money, and I'm like, I don't know. Uh, I just think I don't know why I included the story, but I just think it's important to like see stories like this, just because like we were just talking about LeBron like being superhuman. And just being like one of the greatest players of all time, but, but we need to realize that like these people are still human and they still deal with like the same struggles that we go through on an everyday basis. Just be, they just happen to make millions of dollars and they're really good at basketball, but they're still they. St- if you were to cut them, uh, they were st- uh, they would still bleed and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, uh, what do you think about Delonte West? I mean, it's terrible here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't have much to say, I think. It's, I, I think it's, it's troubling. Like I know Ad, Adam Silver, uh, like he, he made it like his goal to like work on the mental health of like his players, like throughout the entire league. And I think that's honorable, but, and I think, I think the NBA can definitely still get there. Like, I think, I think it was actually at the beginning of this year, like Adam Silver had an interview and he basically talked about how uh, his players, like his players aren't happy. Like, like he thinks that they're happy because they're making a lot of money, but like mentally, like on the inside, he doesn't feel like they're happy. And like, if you, if you look into that, like, I think, He's. He, I think he's right, just because of like the 
the way social media has like influenced like the NBA and even sport, not just the NBA, but sports in general, like the fans are like so close to like all these players. And I guess like when you're, prof- uh, when you're a professional, you should learn to tune that out. But sometimes it like, it's hard to tune out all that noise. And I'm not saying that like contributed to Delonte West like downfall, but I hope he gets his help and like thoughts and prayers go out to his family and him. But like, do you think like social media, like social media is obviously very dangerous, but like, do you think it has effect on their mental health? Like NBA players? Um, it can, yeah. you know, um, yeah, it, it yeah. could, it could, if I don't want to say anything too rash about it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know a lot of players use it. Yeah. And I know a lot of trouble can come from it. And a lot of stress can come from it. And so definitely it can, uh, it can, it can affect them if, if they're not using it right. Or if, if they're not using correct methods to, you know, uh, process it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say like, uh, they can if they let it, but you know, it's, it's not so easy to just not let it sometimes, but yeah that's why that's why i I just cut out most of that stuff you know don't mm-hmm. use facebook don't use twitter don't use instagram you know mm-hmm. in 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 any social media platforms i try not to follow too many people um you know even in, in your inner circle mm-hmm. it's just like you know it's a little uh it can it can change your perception on things sometimes and yeah for sure and you know, on the internet, everyone feels like their voice is just big. So. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily big, but it's like they're anonymous, so they can basically say yeah. whatever they want. Uh, so, like, if you're one of those people, um, F off. I'll just say that. I'll just be <laughs> like, you need to calm down and you need to realize that there's another person on the on the side of that keyboard. And Yes. Alternatively, and- I think it's up to the user to to understand that um we can battle it you know Mm -hmm. i know it's hard i I kind of not i have no idea what it's like for someone who has millions of followers and all of a sudden you're in the spotlight Mm -hmm. when some may you you know you probably don't want to be you probably just you're playing your game or Mm -hmm. you're maybe you think you wanted it and then you get there you're like whoa now i can't really be myself on the internet as much or you know like the internet's looking at me Mm -hmm. they're gonna say stupid stupid stuff to me a lot and right you know that that happens on the internet i mean i'm an xbox player so (laughs) right you know every xbox guy has had relations with my mom so right (laughs) (laughs) i just um i don't know i think another thing to think about as well and i think the nba should definitely think about is a lot of these a lot, a lot of these players coming in the NBA, in, in the NBA are super young and they haven't dealt with like millions of dollars like like a lot of them have financial advisors now but back then I, like with Delonte West I don't think he had a financial advisor so a lot of them don't necessarily save and I feel like the NBA should like like whether it's something simple like a like a like a video to watch or like how to like invest in a 401k or like 
like how much should you be saving uh before you retire it's like uh i don't know i think it would be crucial just so they don't uh they don't have something like this happen again because even though it hasn't happened very much it's like it's in the news right now and people are seeing it and people are like oh so i guess yeah uh, i think i think the issue uh expands more than just um basketball players Mm -hmm. and 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 famous people in general you Mm -hmm. know um there's you know a lot about society that uh changes young people yeah and how they grow up and if and if you all of a sudden throw that already confused young person in a spotlight you're not making it easy for them yeah it's it's totally shocking that like in today's day and age like like in even high school like there's no like basic like life skills like classes like there's like there's like a small there, there's like a small life skills class but usually that's like a sex education like class which isn't yep. necessarily very good uh but a lot of the stuff that i've learned like after school like i was like i never learned this in school and i'm sure your, you're you're seeing that now did so your like, your your high school didn't have uh um oh what what was the word um vocational classes like like mechanic like uh auto oh we had and, auto tech uh, we had auto tech and like fire science and, and stuff like that but, but there's I mean, no there's no tax return class <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's for sure right um one of my history teachers actually like put down the uh, the agenda and said, "I'm going to teach you all how to do your taxes because the school doesn't put it in our agenda." I thought that was dope. We spent that's, we spent a day figuring out how to do our taxes. That's I still don't remember the a best damn teacher thing. Ever. <laughs> you don't remember. <laughs> he was cool though. He was cool though. Um, I didn't. I don't think I kept my notes. Um, oh my we God. also <laughs> did uh, trade. We also did trademark uh, exchange. He, we actually simulated um, buying stocks and selling stocks, mm-hmm. and you know, you know, there was inside trading going on, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> we had a contest to see who could make the most, you know, the nice. most out of their stocks, and yeah, you, know, you got like candy or whatever. But yeah, you know, I was talking to my buddies about what stocks were good. Right. Um, I think the closest thing that I ever had was like sports betting, which is looking really? back at it now seems really bad <laughs> it was it, we, we didn't necessarily it was like like it wasn't actual money obviously it was, it was a like, statistical thing maybe yeah it was st- st- uh, statistics like we did like nfl picks and right. we would pick each team and stuff like that so and then the winner would get like a candy bar or something oh, like that. Okay, so, okay. but even then it was like dang this was like in history so i'm like <laughs> Because my history instructor in high school was like a huge football fan, so he would like have us mm-hmm. uh, do our NFL picks, which was actually kind of cool. But, but like you mentioned, but like to your point, yeah, mm-hmm. the teachers have to go out of their way to teach us these things. It mm-hmm. feels like I've 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 been lucky enough to have some great teachers. Like my photography teacher um, taught us how to write resumes. You know, mm-hmm. you think you think an, I think our English teacher went over it too, but just to just to see my photography teacher go out of his way and say and teach us how to build a resume, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty amazing from the teacher 
to do that but it also kind of like maybe he doesn't feel like we're getting that knowledge so he he has to go out of his way that's kind of disheartening in a way yeah um and that's what my history teacher did with the taxes and the trade stocks mm -hmm. the school didn't tell him to do that right so i was lucky but i know there's a lot of people in suburban areas with huge classrooms and it's not like these teachers can have intimate an intimate experience with a rowdy bunch of 200 or like not even 200 like 70 to 100 kids in a classroom mm -hmm. i don't know if that's how many there are but i came from a small town with not many people in a classroom so yeah that would, that's a another um positive for us because we both came from small towns and we had like class sizes i think my class sizes were smaller than yours because i went to tioga mm -hmm. uh, they definitely were yeah it was like 10 people in a class so so yeah <laughs> we, we but, could have gotten like 20 to 30 depending on on what the subject was right um and even like um the college the college in, in that area too they, they had small class sizes too so um small class sizes are definitely um better uh just because they can be yeah they can be but they also they also have their negatives too but um but yeah the moral of the story here is that just learn your basics like learn your finances learn how to balance a checkbook uh, know what a 401k is and just always ask questions and they and also like think about the less fortunate too so hopefully Delonte West gets back on his feet I'm not sure if he's he can play an NBA game again but just getting back on his feet but yeah uh, moving on to a little bit of entertainment news um I'll just talk a little bit about uh, Disney Plus adding party streams. This, I, I feel like uh, they're not the first one to do this. Like Amazon also has like like a, a group group chat where you can watch like the same movie at the same time. And then Netflix has like a third party app too, where you can like, uh, I think it's only a Chrome extension now that I'm thinking about it. But uh, I'll, I just checked like the Disney Plus app today and you can just, go to like any Disney movie and you can like, like watch a movie with like your family and, or like uh, friends. And like, especially during a pandemic, I find like these super important just because you can't get together. And I don't know, it's uh, it seems pretty cool that this stuff is coming back. Like I remember, uh, I know you're an Xbox guy, but you remember like the Xbox watch party? Yeah. Where you, you could sit I, I and like a little. It, but I I remember it. <laughs> I, been I, cool. I miss that yeah. a lot because I liked like because I was back when avatars were kind of still more of a thing, and uh, you could like your avatar. It would just have like an animation of your avatar like in like a movie theater, and you'd be like watching a movie, kind of like a mystery science theater three thousand thing. So I don't know. Uh, but what do you think about this news? um i don't think it affects me much mm -hmm. <laughs> it's cool uh, it's cool and all but I, i'm gonna watch my shows uh just the show i don't really care uh, it sounds apathetic but mm -hmm. i like talk i like discussing shows after the show 
you know? Yeah. I like soaking in the content as much as I can sometimes. It's cool that to comment on things and talk, you know, but I'd much rather discuss after. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of in that same boat too, but it's nice that people have that option. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, it's, it's, um, but I don't know. I'll probably try it a couple of times just to see like how it is, but it's nice that people have that option. But um, I guess, and then the last uh, movie news that we have is uh, Avatar 2 is done filming and Avatar 3 is like almost done. You said you, you shrugged. <laughs> Who cares anymore? <laughs> <laughs> after, after this long, what? I mean, <laughs> when did the that's, first that's one my come feeling out? about it. Uh, a long one? time ago. It's like 2012. No, before that. Like two, two, was it I want to say two thousand and eight. That's my guess. Two thousand. I, I think I'm you're right. Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Oh, yeah. when you're off. Yeah. Uh. So, eleven years, twelve years later. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it. It's lost all hype for me. I'm. I'm sure when the trailer comes out, I'll. I'll get excited. You know, mm-hmm. and I'll see something, but um it's weird to like be planning multiple films after it you know mm-hmm. and it's kind of like putting your eggs in a basket and like well i mean if avatar 2 becomes underwhelming and disappoints you know my matured brain mm-hmm. <laughs> um i won't probably won't care about avatar 3 right but you know it it's james cameron if it is is it james cameron still i believe it's james yeah, cameron so still. I'm sure that's a lot of the vision will be similar, but uh, we'll see. It's kind of that's kind of where I stand right now. Is a we'll see. We've been we've been pretty privileged with Marvel's franchise, you know, and uh, some other franchises try to copy it and often fail. Right. So it's like like the Dark Universe. Good series. good luck good luck with a sequel, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. Know, the original was good, but I don't think you can just scrape the barrel and make another one. I don't think he will, but I'm just like, after 12 years, I mean, it's yeah. weird. You think he would be excited for uh, for it, but it's also kind of like they've been filming it for so damn long. I know they filmed the first one. It took them forever to film the first one, mm-hmm. but there wasn't hype behind it. We didn't know anything about it. And also they were learning the technology too. So yeah. that pro- that weighed into why it took so long. But I I I'm gonna have a little bit of a hot take here. Uh, I think the first Avatar is overrated. I, I don't think it's that good. I like like this take has been like uh, kind of beaten to death that it's basically just Fern yeah. Gully. Oh well, yeah, uh, but I remember that movie? Yeah, <laughs> but. I don't know. I just I think the spectacle of Avatar was really good. Like I saw it in 3D. Yes. And saw it in yes. IMAX. Like I'm I've, like when it eventually Avatar 2 eventually comes out, I'm going to do the exact same thing. I'm like, well, if we're not out of this pandemic, then probably no. But <laughs> but uh that's like that's another thing. It's like if we're still dealing with a global pandemic and Avatar 2 comes out, like is is it gonna make its money back since it's been filming for so long? I'm like, I don't know. We'll it's... see. I'm, I'm sure they'll delay it. They he won't. Uh, he'd be willing to wait a few more years to release it. No. 
Right. He was if, not going to do a Christopher Nolan. Year, if next year or the next two years don't pan out or whenever his original scheduled release was for it. Yeah. But yeah. Um, as, yeah. No doubt the, the effects were phenomenal at the time and mm-hmm. groundbreaking, it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 3D has kind of been overused and it's not really a spectacle anymore. It's just mm-hmm. like a, a regular thing. Yeah. And they definitely sort of were the beginning of that. So they kind of pioneered it, no? With mm-hmm. the with the real D, the, the depth perception, it didn't like come out at you, but you could like see much more of the film. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it loses its awe in that sense and that he's going to have to pull out some crazy visual effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember like when like Avatar came out and everyone was like, saying like oh you gotta see it in 3d it's so good and i've never been a fan of 3d and like i actually did appreciate it in 3d but after it came out i'm do you remember like when like all these tv manufacturers started manufacturing 3d tvs yep Yep. then the 3ds came out and i was like and it i think it was less than a year that they just stopped making them because yeah. people got it because <laughs> yeah. people just didn't it's buy like... them it's like and like the the glasses that you had to use with them like they you had to charge them and they didn't last very long and i was oh, like geez yeah it's anyway i remember buying spy kids 3d and oh, you got God. the you got the red and blue glasses why why'd you bring that <laughs> that worked on your regular tv a little bit hey man uh, that was no, one I... of uh that's my childhood. Mel Gibson's best movies. Oh my god, <laughs> I forgot he was in that one. <laughs> it is, I mean, yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, Robert Rodriguez, like whenever he makes like a Avatar to don't what was that? Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> what was you're like Avatar two? Nah, he's just saying pass. <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll watch it. Yeah, it, I, think I think we're all gonna I think watch. It's gonna it. be just for the, the. To me, it'll just be for the visual experience. Because mm-hmm. because when I look back on the first one, that's pretty much. I mean, the story was good. I'm not gonna say the story was bad, but it wasn't great to me. Yeah, and, and the performance and I watched is... it over and over and over again, and I'm like, okay, I'm completely desensitized from this. I hate it. Right. I don't I, I don't like the the final act of the film. I think it's a little too you know like what you're saying it's kind of a a, a the story has been used before. You, mm-hmm. know, you you see it coming. Yeah, and I never really thought the performances were all that great either. Like the that general dude, the dude with white hair. You, you know what I'm talking I forget his name. He's probably the what is the villain, the main villain? Yeah. yeah. Was, uh, was it the best performance? Yeah, yeah I would. I don't I know. Mean, I just felt like all the performances were pretty wooded, in my opinion. Yeah, but no, I I could see that. Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Avatar Hollywood two and three was hyped over Sam Worthington after that. Um, <laughs> what, were we? Face though, um, that played Gamora. She was good. I was. I'm not gonna lie. I thought Sam Worthington was the shit after I saw that movie. And then he uh, was in the Clash of the Titans films. And then that's and when I'm it... like, he's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then it ended. 
I mean, he was also they in two, Terminator. They made two Titans films. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I that movie was good. That movie is underrated. Yeah, uh, I like Salvation. Uh, Salvation. Yeah, not With, Genesis. Uh, Christian not... Bale. I did not say it. You brought what? it up, not me. <laughs> Terminator Genesis, the worst of them all. So, but yeah. Uh, no, I, I'll ask you this: uh, just rank all the ter- all the Terminator films. Like, where you're. Where... I don't know if I've seen all the Terminator films. There's, uh, yeah, no, I I missed out on Genesis. Um, was that the last <laughs> one that came out, or is that the one where Arnold was like flying from a plane? I think that's the one where he was flying from a plane. What was the last one that came out? The last one was... It came out a year ago. I, I remember working for it, but I didn't watch it. It had like that... It had Sarah Connor older. had older Sarah Connor. And yeah, everyone know, was like, I know, oh, I just damn. remember what it was called. I definitely know Genesis is probably the worst, and I haven't even seen it. Yeah. Um, but 2 is the best, hands down. Yeah, hands down. And then you know, that, I would say Salvation... Salvation is good, and then I I have a soft spot for the first one too. Well, the first because, one's great. It's the yeah. first one. Yeah, but other than the that, narrative completely applies with that. Yeah, but I don't know. James Cameron, like, is the, the he started that franchise, and then I feel like the last one that came out, I think he produced it, or I want to say he directed it, but yeah, I think I'm wrong. Um, I I think he, he was a producer, not a director. Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, we'll see. We'll see what Avatar is when it comes out, if it eventually comes out. So, if we're not watching it in a bubble, we go to like that's that's what theaters are going to the turn NBA into. Bubble. Yeah, that's what. Did you see that image, like online, of like what theaters are going to be like? No, if it's, I'm scared. It's uh, it's basically it, you're gonna quarantine for 14 days. No, it's just like you I'm walk into a bubble, and you're just watching it in like this sphere, and it's like oh. a mil- like like hundreds of them, and you're just sitting there and just watching a movie, <laughs> and I'm just like, wow, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't think that'll be a worthy investment. Maybe in five or six years, we'll have a vaccine. Yeah, ho- hopefully. And we'll uh, be as contaminant. If people could just wear their mask, like, then we can get yeah. through this. So, but yep, we all know uh, uh, how that's been going. Um, I don't really want to end with the the topic I have next. Uh, we'll just uh, we've been going for a while now. About two hours. So yeah, we have almost yeah. two hours, huh? Yeah. So uh, I think that uh, we'll wrap up uh, episode twelve. Uh, like I said, uh, wear your mask, social distance, uh, respect the people that you uh, encounter, uh, register to vote, and uh, make your voice be heard on November third. Uh, vote early if you want. And uh, mm-hmm. most most places, I feel like do it, people. Yeah, uh, I'm not telling you how to vote. I'm just saying, like, voting is like the one voice that you have left in this country. So let your voice be heard and tell them that whatever that 
you either agree what's going on in this country, like you want it to continue, or you want it to end. So, um, yeah. Um, I don't know. That's all. That's all that I have. Um, Cameron, uh, where could they where could they find you on the internet? On SoundCloud. SoundCloud. You can find me there. Yeah. You can find me on Sea of Thieves servers. <laughs> um, I would recommend to anybody that's new to the game to be welcoming to anyone who boards your ship. So, right. uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can follow this podcast at WCoolerPod uh, on Twitter. You can follow me at MSilverBrand on Twitter. You can also subscribe to this podcast at uh, 99 cents a month, uh, as low as 99 cents a month. Go ahead and rate and review us on iTunes. And uh, once again, wear your mask, social distance, be safe out there. And we'll see you next week. See you.